Hey everybody, welcome to Rough Stuff, uh, the podcast where we interview uh, our friends, comedians, writers about embarrassing stories from childhood. I'm one of your co-hosts, Bridget Greenberg, and I think if gun to my head, not even gun to my head, I could still rap all of Lose Yourself acapella. Cool, that sucks. Um, and I'm your, <laughs> I'm your other co-host. My name is Sarah Griffith. And uh, not too long ago, I dropped my boss's only set of office keys down an elevator shaft. Ooh, like a that's an good. open elevator shaft. Um, like you know the crevice in between, like the elevator, and like you can see there's like a small yes. slit yeah. that you can yeah. kind of see all the way down the shaft. Yeah, I just the key fell out of my po- literally there was a hole in my pocket. It fell through the pocket and straight down to the bottom of the shaft. That is one of my nice. biggest fears. Like every time I go into and an elevator, was... I see that slot, and I'm like, never in my life have I ever actually dropped something down one of those. I know before I die, it will happen. Yep. So one time at a, at a, my own birthday party, I like met my friend. We went up, uh, my parents, we lived in an apartment at that time. So we went up the elevator to go right. to my house where I was having my birthday party. And right as she hands me like the, my like card, my birthday card, I immediately drop it down that slot. Oh. <laughs> and I felt horrible. Wow. And she, uh. There was like a gift card in there and I was like, well. Thank you. It's a should, we in, should we introduce the third voice? We should introduce her. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, can just yeah, like be yeah, anonymous. I get like an anonymous voice with I don't know that no one ever yeah. knows the name. Yeah. So, so voice number three. Uh, I'm introduce yourself. Uh, hi, I'm Colin McLaughlin. I'm in my um, dark bedroom, which has been retrofitted as my home office because my wife has taken my usual home office space because we're living in unprecedented times. Mm. These are... And apparently she's <laughs> listening to me from the next room because I'm getting a string of text messages about the time she dropped her cell phone down an elevator shaft. So, <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I'm actually okay. Let's have this conversation because Colin, like you, I also had an irrational fear of it for the longest time. But you know, it's liberating. It's not irrational. It's I mean, it's not irrational though. You dropped something down the shaft. Like it's that a big scary true, hole. But I, but I feel like of a daily day-to-day concern. That being on my list is kind of silly, but I will say ever since it happened to me, I've never thought about it again and it hasn't happened since. So it kind of liberated me. It was like, because that thing that I was always scared right. of happening happened and I was okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's like exposure. A, th- it's exposure I like therapy. I broke through the embarrassing right. barrier. I was like, no, I'm free of this fear now because I've survived it. It's okay. Like the non-stakes process of how like they'll take, they'll put you up against your worst phobia to cure you of it. Like if you're claustrophobic, they'll put you in a box. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Are you afraid of like falling down an elevator shaft too? Is that a fear? No, but I've never looked down an open elevator shaft. Like I Oh, it's I, scary. yeah, it's like if I were, I it would probably ruin me for multiple days. Like I wouldn't want to get off the ground. Yeah, I just always like it was in the back of my head for a while cuz uh of soap operas that I never watched but have heard of and uh then that Mad Men episode came out where Don almost walks into an open elevator right. shaft for no reason. And I was harrowed. I think of like, wow. um, like the Oh Hello sketch where like they decide they're going to kill themselves. And so they're looking down an open <laughs> elevator shaft. So it's like, if I were to fall down one, that would be where my brain went to try to like process the trauma of like falling to my death as I'd be, just be hearing John Mulaney as George and giggling good being like, we're going to kill ourselves, <laughs> which is, a, that was a terrible version of that voice, but um i have been stuck in a couple of elevators i've had to be rescued out of two different elevators in two different cities so that's also one that like you feared so much but then it happened and i was like actually this is like fine i just had to wait and then it happened again i think it happened again most recently it happened i was in there for about 30 minutes and when they opened the doors i actually had to like jump down because the elevator had not lined up with the floor so it was about like a three foot, like what we did was we just like scooted on our ass all the way to the edge and then just like stepped down. It really wasn't like that dramatic as like me explaining the story, but yeah, hearing it, I'm sure that sounds fucking No, I, like, I think it sounds dramatic as an outsider, but like if that happened to me, I would probably just accept it as like the new way, you know, like I'm just gonna, I, like I'm just in <laughs> yeah. this, I'm in this box now, like 
Yeah, this is your this society. Is my, this is you're going to start rebuilding civil. Yeah, you're going to start building civilization. The most recent elevator incident where I had to like j- jump out of the elevator, basically, that did happen earlier this year. So 2020, you're just hit greatest hit, Seriously. baby. Hitting, Can you hitting believe all that aspects? Know what I was thinking about? Can you believe that we ever once celebrated 2020? Like the first day, we were like, "Let's have I, a party." I, we all we all toasted to this. I cannot year. even remember what and I did take on it back. New Year's Day of this year. It seems like years ago. March yeah. first seems it, like years yeah. ago. Uh, it, it can is. I can I say something insane and also embarrassing? Earlier this year, I went on a cruise successfully. Oh. <laughs> I went on That's a full on cruise. Yes, and listen, I wasn't like, oh, thank God, I get to go on a cruise. It was like my friend's bachelor party, so I was like, all right, cool. I've never been on a cruise before, so I was like, might as well. And it was just for the weekend. But um, I think I actually took the very last cruise ever, um, and that's really cool to be in part of that that history. Yeah, Once I got off that cruise, they were like, no more of this, absolutely yep. not. And thank that's God, why. because when they were when those stories are coming up about like people being stuck on cruise ships oh for multiple oh days God. and shit, a true nightmare. I, oh my God. I would take an elevator. An elevator over have, a cruise any day. I would, have I would rather be figured out how to jump overboard. The li- you would see me hoisting down a lifeboat just by myself, very yeah. slowly, with the rope like a goddamn cartoon character trying to get yeah. out of here. Uh, there was no way I could be on that boat in that little tiny room anymore. It was awful. I am shocked uh, that we haven't heard like three competing sitcom projects get announced with that exact premise of just like it's wacky characters um, for oh, just you oh, wait yeah. excuse me for because i have my yeah. treatment all written Do up it. i'll have you know cbs will <laughs> scoop that shit up i the last weekend of february we took my parents to disneyland and like i think last i think like that's about like the last time where you got the sense that this was gonna blow over and be easy so yeah. so like yeah. you're getting the sense that like something's not right and like you're sitting there at like trader sam's and looking reading the news about like you shouldn't be out in crowds and like this virus is going to hit america within the next couple of days and you're like you're looking around at people and you're also at disneyland and that was surreal and now who knows if i'll ever get to go to disneyland again which is yeah yeah or if like i'll want to you know because they're going to reopen it way too yeah, soon it, like yeah. they're doing with everything well, I'm retired from cruises, so I think that I mean that has nothing to do with the virus. It has more to do with yeah. The no, I'm also retired from cruises, and I've never retired. been on a cruise. So yeah, yeah. Probably I was smart. never gonna well, go on one, just... and I'm definitely never going on one. Yeah. All smart. right, let's uh, let's uh start. Let's remember. Podcast. Let's remember the fun days of going to yeah. school <sighs> and only washing your hands for like a few right. seconds because you're like putting your whole mouth like, on yeah. the water fountain and just like trying oh to my suck God. and try like some kind of aqua vampire <laughs> <laughs> were you so were you that kid were i was definitely kid? that kid uh in kindergarten i think by the time i was in first grade because like my when i was in first grade it was a new school so like the everything was shiny and new and like even as a seven-year-old okay. i think there was kind of a sense of like hey kids don't fuck this up like it, right. we're, yeah. we're breaking this building in like yeah. let's make this shit last yeah knew you so do you looking back on your youth do you think you have like a period of time that you're like that's the awkward times that's that's I mean, my peak i peaked there i, I mean i, I don't want to <laughs> give a bad answer by just saying all of it even though that's true but yeah because well, yeah. like, the problem is i'm sure that whatever my truly most embarrassing moment from childhood is something that i have blocked out of my brain and like two days from oh, yeah. now it's you'll, gonna you'll hit think me of and it, i'm gonna want to yeah, re-record this but yes um yeah <laughs> and like i don't know in high school i did musical theater so i feel like anytime my ass walked on stage and was like pay attention to me because now i like i have self-esteem <laughs> now because glee's at the height of its popularity like any of that oh, i God. should like be ashamed of and i don't know kind of oh man glee gave a lot of people too i was one of them i was no yes. i i like i yeah. was the target audience for that show i was in high school in musical theater when that show was like i guess quote unquote like the good years like before everyone kind of agreed like it had fallen off the rails yeah yeah for I, sure yeah i feel like i you know i'm on this hill of like i i played sports i didn't do musical theater but if i could 
if I had the ability mm. to sing, you know, in like any, just even sound mediocre, I would have been on that bandwagon yeah. too. Because I was watching Glee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my ass was on my couch on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Or my iPod was. was Glee. Like that was that that was the music. Oh I man. Glee's toxic there are cover, Glee, pretty fun. There's some Glee covers that do. Those first couple bang. of mashups they bit, did they when they like decided bang. mashups is gonna be a the thing. The mashups yeah. were pretty good. Those songs yeah. slapped. I just yeah the the toxic covers still. That episode actually bangs the Britney yeah. S. Pierce right. yeah, like such a such a reach to get a Britney Spears episode going by that is it Britney's character name is Britney S. Pierce so they're like it's a Britney Spears episode everyone get in on this I have nothing yeah. but respect for uh, even though like I feel like that was one of the early no. episodes where it became clear that like uh, William Shue was a terrible human being who shouldn't be allowed within like 50 feet of a school yeah and it turns out one of the students as well <laughs> oh um, yay, yay, yay. yikes have you seen anyway. the the haunting um instagram post of Ma- that matthew morrison put up recently or i don't know it might have been months ago but it's him next to uh oh god with uh with mark Salling was one and who was the other one that died Corey. uh Corey. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm being very flippant. I, I feel bad, but, um, it, you know, it's him and Finn and yeah. Puck. It's like a picture of them where, like, he's between them with his arms around them. And then the only caption is it's uh, emojis mm. of sad face, happy face, sad face. Oh, Which is like to imply God. that like these two guys oh. on my like on my left and right are dead now and I'm here. And it's just like it is. Wow. Haunting. Okay, Matthew Morrison or Ryan Murphy, if you guys want to come on this show and talk about all the ways you've embarrassed yourselves publicly in the last decade, please, we'd love to have you. We'd love to talk this through. Oh my gosh. I was like thinking about, because I've had a lot of time, obviously, to think. Um, And I think like the core of so many embarrassing stories, at least for me as a middle schooler and high schooler, I think anybody who had a performance background or or really just anybody in between the ages of like 13 or 18 can agree. Like at that time, you really have a lot of self-importance for yourself that like you truly think that everything you're doing is like very, very important and your heart's in the right place. But what you're actually acting on is like silly. Not like I remember getting worked up and it'd be like, well, I don't like that. This technical director has taken this direction on this production. I mean, somebody must speak up and say something about and looking back. I'm like, why was I so like, there's like a week where I was so worked up as if this is like, you know, we're performing at the fucking, yeah. you know, like we're on the great white way. And it's like, this is absolutely yeah. absurd that we would be asked to learn we're all the choreography art. within two days of opening. I mean, d- d- we need to contact These are our people union. on teacher <laughs> salaries <laughs> that are just trying to get by. Where is the high school union? <laughs> the International Thespian Society oh, is God, a society what an obnoxious high- uh, Yes, we need a union. We need rules. We need I, an active I, I spoiled union. Uh, a Harry stop. Potter movie to like a whole audience of international thespians once how did oh, they not read the most that was my, that, that was my justification for doing it yeah it That's was awesome. so it was a de- like yeah. deathly hallows part one spoiler alert for harry potter deathly hallows part one but at the end dobby dies and we took oh, that, that we was took a hard uh, 25th annual putnam county spelling bee to thespian festival that year and like there's a lot of improv for that show and i was the principal so like i kind of just got to do whatever i wanted and there's a bit yeah. in that show where the principal has a breakdown and has to get pulled off stage. So like he's not involved in this next number. And then he comes back on and you can kind of just make up like whatever you want as like a, Hey, I'm sorry about that breakdown, you know, and then just kind of bullshit your way through it. And this was, mm-hmm. it, it was like the weekend the movie came out. So no one had seen it because oh. Thespian festival starts Thursday morning and goes until uh Sunday morning. So like, uh, Wait, really quick. Are you talking about the International Festival? In no, I'm talking Nebraska? about the State Festival in um, that okay, was in Corpus State, Christi okay. that year. We did take it to internationals that year in Lincoln, Nebraska, the worst town in America. Uh, A city I've had the misfortune of going to three For International Festival? 
Two for internet. One because I went. We go there in high school to um, for scholarship opportunities to audition for colleges, and that's it. And I can. I, I want you to finish your story, but I have no. What <laughs> what years did that. you go though? Because we were probably there at the same time. So I remember seeing Toy Story three. We saw at International Thespian Festival. So 2010. No, I was there. We were there. We saw Toy Story three at International Thespian okay. Festival. Wow, that's so crazy. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize, because we don't do any of the thespian association, whatever the fuck, activity. Like, we literally just go to that for the college yeah. opportunities. Um, so it was, it was like, new. This was, like, a real moment of awakening and, like, self-awareness for me and my classmates when we saw the what we refer to them as overzealous theater kids. We even had a code name for them, <laughs> Dolphins, oh. whenever we'd see one out and about. Like, acting hey, like an ass, fins up, like, everybody. Dolphin stuff. Oh, listen, my high school were such bitches. We were like, like, oh my god, look at these kids singing Hairspray. What about you fucking idiots? Like, we weren't also. Yeah, what were you singing? We were we were singing the, uh, what was the Nicki Minaj album <laughs> that came out that time? Not the Pink Print, but Pink Friday. That's what we were Pink listening to. But what were you yeah. singing? Because obviously singing, it was another... we, I can honestly say we behaved like, because when, like, our, like I, can, I cannot stress enough. We went there under the impression that, like, we need to be on our most professional and best behavior because colleges are looking at us at every single angle, at every single opportunity. There's real scholarship chance for us here. Like, we did, like, workshops up, like, get mm. ready for International Thespian Festival. This is, like, going to set your whole future. And, like, that is an aspect of it. We weren't prepared for all the other hours of downtime and workshops and bullshit. And I remember, like, sitting in the cafeteria with every, like, literally everyone in my school all sat together because we were like we cannot associate ourselves with anybody else here and these kids stood up in the middle of the cafeteria like oh no hey guys um because this is the last day of international thespian festival we would like to ask that all of you join us in singing um seasons of love from rent oh um and we just no. think it's going to be like a, and like literally as she's talking my friends started to clean up their <laughs> trays and like get and they were like get out we need to leave we need to leave and I was like, yeah, I'm right fucking behind you. I don't Sarah, want to hear I this feel right like now. there is like no nervous. chance that you did not call me or one of my best friends a dolphin during one of these periods. Probably. Were you wearing a vest without an, any kind of jacket on top? Because that was the worst offense that we saw. I, you know, oh, man. I, I, that was a look. I cannot say no. I, like, I, I can't say yes, but like just the fact that I can't 100% say no, that definitely didn't happen, probably tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, um, right. I actually Bridget, go ahead. I think uh, so. Clearly, Colin, you were yeah. a theater. Oh, kid. and I was on the swim team, so that was, was that... just like great for the the self yeah. It's Like he's so he spends half his time singing and dancing, and the other half hanging out in a speedo. That's there's something going on there. <laughs> yeah, was that like were you one of those kids where, you know, your your activities that was like it for you? Ah! That was your personality. You were just I like mean, yeah, down. I wouldn't say it was like my only activity. It was just the thing of just, right. I, I think it was like, my parents are going to make me go all in on whatever it is I decide is going to be my thing. So I might as well like try to figure out. Mm. And like, I was in band all in middle school and it's not like I, I played the Ooh, what'd you play? I, I was I was I was one of the the that's I was hoping yeah, you'd we say had, something uh, like I, that. I, I really <laughs> wanted to play saxophone and something about like the shape of my mouth was suitable for a double read <laughs> because apparently like, you don't have that many like double read players in like school bands because apparently it's hard to play like a double read and I could do it. So they like really pushed me towards bassoon. So I did that in middle school. And then like we had a, I, like my high school was 5A and like band was a really big deal. And all the middle schools were kind of treated as like funnel programs to get kids into marching band. And it was, I mean, Jesus. I don't want to, like, I mean, it was kind of a cult-like mentality in there to the point where, like, on the day uh, where my mom was driving me to the first day of training camp for my freshman year, like, my, like for freshman year of college. So this is, like, August 1st. So you have, like, a month of training before school even starts. And I, like, I broke down in the car mm. because... I, like on one hand, I didn't want to be like difficult for my parents, but like on the other hand, I just didn't want to 
do it because like if you did banned that was all you did like they they almost like made it a point to be like you yeah. don't get to do anything else like you don't get to do banned in sports you don't get to do banned in like academic decathlon like this is your life you do two hours in the like, you have life. beginning and after school practice and so like i just broke down crying in the car because like it was part of the thing of like i don't really like giving up a month of my summer to this thing that i'm not a hundred percent committed yeah. to and they like I had to go and like sit before the band director and like they made my mom come in and this was like people that I didn't know and like basically just like dress me down for not being committed and then after that my mom was like okay I think you have a point these guys are weird so and and so then it was like so you have to do something and I like I didn't just do school theater i did community children's theater also which is like the expansion pack of school theater so i've been doing that in middle school and and like i liked i i knew enough people that were going into theater so i thought i'd do that and it still sucked like because it's like if you're if you're kind of like an awkward like nerd who like doesn't really make friends easily like it doesn't really matter if you do band or anything else you're gonna have a hard time and so like i got mercilessly bullied the first year of um, oh. high school theater just because, like, who's this pasty fuck, right? Uh, oh, like, yeah, no, it was, we had, like, some bad, or... we had some pretty bad apples that, like, had to oh, graduate man. out before. Like, we, our theater program in high school was weird because oh, you had, like, when I was... Theater kids can't oh, believe no, it each other. Was you guys got to stick together. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We We're terrible. Are you kidding me? That's our favorite. Did you not hear me earlier when I said we literally had a code word yeah. for when theater kids were like, like No, and kids? so like my sophomore year, because <laughs> oh, I was man. on swim team, so I could, because like you had to take, uh, like you had to take theater one, which like anyone can take. And then like theater two, which the only people who took theater two were like the hardcore kids, because you have to take theater two before you can take advanced theater. And advanced theater wasn't really even a class. Oh it was God. just a, it's the fourth period theater class. So you have to take it if you're a lead in a play or a musical, because we start rehearsal at like two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and because I was on the swim team, I couldn't take theater two. And so I had to go, like I went in and auditioned for the teachers and they said, we like, we think that you're committed enough to this, that we'll bump you up to advanced theater without having to take theater two. And as soon as that happened, like I was never directly mean to like the kids, the people that were like, were in my grade who still had to go through theater two, but I definitely looked down on them. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Bridget, you seem very surprised. Um, I've only ever given kind of like the gloss over summary of my performing arts high school, but like that is as intense and as serious. Like, like a theater, I think that like a performing arts extracurricular, like a sports extracurricular, I mean, Bridget, you know, they're intense. Um, but I think people underestimate just how like political, how committed, like how, like your theater performing art extracurricular is basically yeah. like an after school job. Well, no, you, that's, I mean, what I've assumed because the amount of time you have to put into putting on a play, especially with like teenagers, is ridiculous. I don't understand when either of you learned stuff in school. Um, oh, I was a gifted yeah, kid. My so, schedule you know, was... I just stopped sleeping. They're like, I, my senior year of high yeah. school, I was going off like four hours a night. It was not good. Dude, I yeah. don't, I sometimes I look back on like the shit I did yeah. in high school and I'm like, what what in me was able I would wake to up, do all of that? Like college yeah. seems easy compared I would wake to up high at school. Honestly. Five in the morning, I would yeah. down one of those canned like double shot espressos that you get from Starbucks, go to the natatorium, which was yep. in a completely different like town from where the high school was, swim for two hours. Yeah. Ugh, a natatorium is so so gnarly. God, that's where you really get worse. <laughs> like, swim for two hours, come back, do, uh, like, be in school for the bulk of the day, and then... And your hair's wet because you had morning swim practice. Cause that oh, no, I brought a hair dryer. Were just like, yeah. okay, well, cool, yeah. my hair is just... Uh, well, I was like, all right, well, cool, my hair's just going to be wet all day long. Yeah. Sit in class well, we had to swim. Oh. We had to swim in P.E., so god. i thank god we never did that even though i was that's on a, swim team that is I a terrible thing to put children through involuntarily <laughs> oh i mean like it's bad yeah, enough that you make kids wear is. shorts <laughs> if they don't want to wear shorts you know yeah we also like had i mean i i grew up 
in in Miami. So our uniforms were like heavy cotton polos uh. and shorts, <laughs> and like you would just sweat through it, and it'll be like, what? What? You're doing this on purpose? You know, it's, a, it's us, an equalizer. Right? Yeah, it's a yeah. great equalizer. Like, oh, You're all gonna be miserable in your own way. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Do you have like? Uh, do you have do you have a moment that you that still like wakes you up at night? Uh, you occasionally know, that you'll revisit. Yes, but again, it's literally it can literally just be a moment of like uh, go like I went on stage and I sang this song, and like at the you know when I was sixteen, like it was such an empowering like I was I was Marcellus in the Music Man, and I sang Shapoopy, yeah. and when I was sixteen, that was the coolest <laughs> that was yes. the coolest shit Stupidest that I could be song. doing. And now I'm just like, I, I cannot believe there was a time in my life where I got a full night's sleep after doing that. <laughs> do you so have, you don't do uh, karaoke no, anymore? No, um, I, yeah, it, uh, you don't, uh, it, this, I haven't done. So like in college, I was in a theater group surprising and we had like the, the, uh, honors colleges had like two competing theater groups where it's like liberal arts honors had a theater group and then there was this other program called plan two that i still to this day don't know what distinguished plan two from liberal arts honors but they had their own theater group and we didn't get along <laughs> that's such a lazy thing to call it by the way just plan two it's like it's yeah. like a tba and then they never come back and fix it <laughs> yeah and they were like generally snotty but like their theater group was really snotty and in their defense, they had every right to be snotty. They were much better than us. They, like, we would do shows, it would be, like, a week before performance, and someone's like, I guess we gotta go to Home Depot and put some sets together, and they oh, would, like, no. really get into it. But this one year, we did a co-production, where it was like, we're gonna do a big production, we're gonna combine the two colleges, it's gonna be, like, this great thing. And it went off pretty well, but then we went to the after party, and it's like, you know, half the the reason you do theater is for the after parties it's right? for the sweet sweet theater parties exactly and it was this just clusterfuck of like one each group having their own party traditions and trying to make those work within well, each other uh, and what so, was yours oh, no, no, no. what was yours uh ours would generally be drinking based because we were it would, it would literally it would be so dumb cool. it would literally be like everyone has to play never have i ever right now which is like fine <laughs> when there's 10 of you not so fine when there's 40 uh, That's so lame. That's and and again, like we were, idea. we were just in it to kind of like it, it, we were the lower key theater group. They were like, okay, everyone's gonna get in a circle, and we're gonna do mash off karaoke, like Pitch Perfect style. Oh no! Where everyone, like you know, you go between songs, and Ow. it, and and so like, and no one like told me that there were rules because you'd think like that's it, but it comes <laughs> to me, and my go to karaoke song is Bohemian Rhapsody, and so I start it, and they oh, all. Boy like just start booing me because apparently oh. the tradition that they didn't tell us is that you end with Bohemian Rhapsody. So whoever is the last oh. to go gets to do Bohemian Rhapsody. So the minute I started, like I just started with like mama and they like, were like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Oh and, I had, and I'm just like, oh, and I just, I, I just left. I didn't speak to most of those people ever again. I like was hands off with all theater in college afterwards. Like I was, <laughs> I was a quote unquote producer my last semester in college. And so literally I just made sure that That's no one I was, am. yeah, a I, was career. Like, I just made sure no one was coming off the budget and that the shows like went off on time. And like, I was just, yeah. I was just done. Wow. That's uh some really fucking lame bullying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so gross. Uh, and also what a reach for a song choice. I, I I don't I I, think I mean I, it's a good one. I think I can nail it. it. I've nailed it enough times that I feel like because there's a thing. I even if you need a even if vocally you need a bail at some point, the audience will pick up where you're leaving. Exactly. Off. Yeah, it's right. an easy song to do to a crowd because it's like you can kind of pick and choose when you actually want to sing it and when you kind of want to like step back and let other people do it. Right. It's just such a long song. Like getting caught. I mean, what you were doing wasn't really karaoke, but I. Again, horrible singer, truly <laughs> awful. And uh, like this is this voice that you're hearing now is what I sound like singing. There's no difference. Uh, and I remember in college, there was a karaoke night, and I was like, "Know what song I love and also know every single word to is American Pie." Mm, so let me nice. do that. That is an eight-minute song, yeah, that's and too I long. assume. That's way too long. I assume they would abridge it. And when you have a bat, and they did not, 
I had to sing the entire song. And when you have a bad voice, like karaoke is funny for, I don't know, maybe like a minute. Yeah. And then it's like, you can stop now. And that's normally my lane. It's like, you can stop now. But I had to continue for another seven and a half minutes. Yeah. And no one was amused. Oh. And the song would not end. It was yeah, uh, not, not everybody is prepared at any given time to listen to American Pie all the way through. No. Like that really is kind of like, that's got to hit you a at commitment. a sweet spot. And it's like at some point song. you've sung for enough minutes, you kind of have to see it through to the end. Exactly. And that's what I was just like stuck on that stage. And I was like, well, we got to get all the way back to, uh, <laughs> to when it slows down. <laughs> I could never I got do six more verses. karaoke for most of my life because, like, the ol I only knew the Weird Al versions of songs. <laughs> um, to this day, um, I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys. Yep. I'm like fifty percent on that one, but I'm I think I'm nearly a hundred percent at I bought it on eBay, which is the Weird Al Yankovic exactly. cover of that song. Yeah, and like yeah. I like I know like Bridget, I know you can still do Lose Yourself, uh, No Gun to Your Head. I can't. I can 100% do, um, God, what is, he does, it's like about TV, like, uh, like cable, or like, he, uh, he does a cover of Lose Yourself, but it's all about watching TV. Yes. Couch Potato, Couch I Potato, Couch Potato by I, Weird Al. I can do every word I, to that song. I did at a, it was at a Christmas party, I, uh, we were doing karaoke and I did Lose Yourself uh, because I thought it would be funny. And it was, but I got out of breath. So qu it felt like I was running like a marathon in the middle yeah, of that Bridget, song. If you don't have good breath control, yeah. that will happen. You have to maintain yeah. your breath control so that you can really hit your measures. It's all about strategy. And uh, I, I wasn't, I didn't have enough snotty theater kids in my life to teach me breath control. I mean, uh, we were focused so on the important went... stuff in high school, like finding ourselves uh, through art. Yes, yeah. expressing <laughs> ourselves through, yeah. um, you know, the junior version of whatever version of whatever play that we got for low cost or free because we can't afford licensing to anything. <laughs> I I just like, I like the revelation that I don't like, we've had a lot of theater talk on this podcast. Uh, surprisingly, a lot of theater kids turn into comedians, it turns out. Shocking. Um, shocking and but uh i didn't realize there was a hierarchy oh 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 there absolutely the communities. like i mean our our theater professor i mean it was never like terrible but you know it's you don't i, I think everyone's competitive right it's like even if like right. you're not in school sports and like you're in something artistic like theater like there's still you'll find ways right. to be competitive so like right you still want to be the best you still want to yeah, yeah like auditions are your competition because that's yeah. going to set the stage for like what you're you know it's like will you actually get to do something for the next three months or are you going to be like sitting off to the side and have like maybe one line and you still have to come to every fucking rehearsal and like give that, up your Saturdays. Yeah, that is very true because sometimes it's like you don't get cast but like you find yourself on a crew position or whatever which like I always did genuinely enjoy because I liked doing theater and I liked doing theater with people I was doing theater with but that is a bitch when it's like wow I'm like seriously committed like as many hours as everybody else and I come on with a bad accent of like whatever the fuck for just like half a second, but I'm still making the same time commitment and like also not being paid or like no. not getting any kind of sympathy or relief from. No, it's truly child labor. I'm telling you, uh, we need to unionize high school theater groups. No, we need oh a collective God. bargaining agreement. We need <laughs> rights. We had like. No, theater kids deserve no rights. Theater kids no, do not deserve they, rights. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we had you this. You guys are already so uh, entitled. God, yes. Oh my God. And like. <laughs> Uh, and I, I like we. I feel like we were okay at like because we would have people join theater and try to be like that to other people. Like we would like <laughs> like they would like we would be doing a rehearsal and like band would come and like you the loading dock that band would need to use to get to the band hall passed behind the theater and we had like this like I was like a senior and we had this one freshman that was like uh guys I need you to keep it down because we're in the middle of a performance and we were all like dude like leave the band alone they're like they're fine yeah uh they're one of us they're cool. but like yeah like we had this weird schism uh this one year where like the stage manager kind of like rallied all of the crew kids against the actors for no oh, for like no particular oh, reason shit. other than just it was just like 
this very passive-aggressive thing of just like, hey, guys, so, like, I know the actors don't share this view, but, like, I need everyone to be here, like, on time and, like, dressed and ready. And we're going to, you know, it, like, it was just, like, like you know, kind of microaggression stuff like that. I'm going to use microaggression yeah. in that term because that's what it was. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, I know like, that's for everybody, though. Everybody yeah. should be on time and everyone should be prepared. So, like, to, <laughs> to separate two groups and be like, well, I expect more from you than my own performance. No, yeah. dude. You need to tell your performers that if you need to expect. Oof! See, I'm yeah. back in. I'm we like, are yeah. okay. Yeah. We're 35 minutes into this, and I think I have finally settled on like what I should say as my true like embarrassing moment from oh. growing up. It's come Sometimes to me. Like I said, it. I blacked it out, and now that we've opened up this Pandora's box no, of yeah, theater you memories, warm up. it's you got to warm up to so it. My junior year of high school, the school musical was a little show called Thoroughly Modern Millie. Yes. Oh God! Okay. <laughs> Sarah, I want you to tell me when you get a sense of where this is going. Um, okay. <laughs> because I, I think you're going to figure out what it is before I say it, and I just, I, I'm teeing you up. So, Thoroughly Modern Millie, okay. big, uh, like, dance-heavy show. So, it's one of those shows where, like, you don't have that many speaking parts, but you have a big ensemble. So, you can get a lot of people mm-hmm. in, and, like, they'll sing, in, they'll sing in the ensemble, they'll do a lot of dance numbers, they won't get to do any of the big solos or anything. Um, and... We, it was that theater director's first year as the theater director, we had like this big regime change, which is like something I can't even get into because of the drama behind it, but it was his first year. I was literally he, gonna say, that is such a rookie mistake of all theater directors to get to a high school and be like, we should do Thoroughly Modern well, he'd been, every single He'd been the assistant choir director for a couple of years, and then our previous like theater directors uh, left for reasons that I don't want to get into, and so he became the new theater director. And he came from a dance background. He had been a performer on Broadway and like on Disney cruises, and he wanted to do like a big dance always. show. Because we'd always... Always. Those two things go hand in hand and and i will say the show turned out very well but um there's only uh there's only four uh speaking roles for guys in that show Mm -hmm. um and i i'm uh (laughs) and uh i don't know i was this weird like wild card where i was the one person that got lead roles in the school musicals without being in choir because general, like, because musical was a multi-department venture. Band, theater, choir, and orchestra all mm-hmm. like came together to do it. So everyone kind of had their say. And the choir director was very clear that it's like I want you to reward the choir kids by giving them roles in musicals. So it's like you have to be in choir if you're going to do mm-hmm. the musical because that's when uh, we're going to rehearse most of your songs. And I was like the one person that could come in and be like, I'm not going to do choir because I'm on the swim team and I'm not going to swap that second elective. But if you, I can sing, I can, like, you know that I won't fuck this up and I'll come and I'll rehearse with you after school, like, whatever you need. And so um, I was, like, the one person that was going to get probably get one of those roles. But still, like, it was tough because, like, you have people coming in to audition and you know there's only four roles for guys. There's, I'm, yeah. Yeah. And um, there is uh, a subplot, mm-hmm. Dirty Modern Millie, about mm-hmm. white slavery and a woman who is pretending to kind of be like a lady Fu Manchu, mm-hmm. and she has these two Chinese assistants who don't speak English and they sing songs uh, in Chinese. And one of them, uh, like one of them, finds love in the end, and the other one like becomes a buddy. And so, <laughs> yeah, two things. Yeah, <laughs> one yeah. Um, yikes. Number one, we had like one Asian guy in all of theater oh and my. choir. Uh, and number two, whoever got those roles was going to, if not outright learn Mandarin Chinese, was going to have to listen to hours and hours of recordings of the lines so that you could speak them phonetically. So it was going to have to be someone that the teachers could be like, we can trust this person to do it and they won't fuck it up. Uh, which like, not to toot my own horn, but... I was a pretty dependable kid. Like I was, I really wanted to impress yeah. my teacher. You were, so if you, you gave me a task, kid. I was yeah. going to do it. Um, and uh, so uh, all this is building up to, I was cast to play a Chinese person uh, in a <laughs> oh musical. <my>. And <laughs> what I, what I had to do was not quite yellow face, but it was. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, um, yeah, and it was just one of those things where it, they were just like, we don't... They, they did try to spin it, where it's like, we don't really know if the other guys that would be in consideration for roles in this play 
would be committed enough to do this because uh the guys that originated it, it's um it's bun fu was who i played and uh i'm trying to remember what the other guy's name i like i have blocked so much yeah, of this out, horrible. but the guy it is terrible the guys who originated um the roles because it's it, thoroughly modern millie is not like as a stage musical it's not that old it's like 2002 was the first time yeah. so like the guys who originated the roles have recorded like specifically for high schoolers they've recorded themselves doing the lines so, oh, like slowly no. so that you can do them phonetically without having to learn Mandarin wow, Chinese. Wow, that's an amazing and resource so, for uh, a horrible purpose. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they're assuming you're not going to do the show if you don't have... Yeah, or, or you uh, cut and that part thing, out, my, my which friend, is what a lot of people have done. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, God, yeah, it's... Uh, Jing Ho and Bun Fu, those were the two, those are the two Chinese henchmen. Oh, yikes. Um, and the, the 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 worst thing about it, honestly, is that my friend Rusty, who was the one Asian guy in choir who did musical every year, did not get cast in the other role. They cast my friend Zach, wow. also white and pasty like mm. myself. Uh, R- Rusty was Jimmy's understudy for it. So, I, I God, this is it's just like the most like unassuming like southern like suburban thing where like you don't think there's any harm in it because it's like the kids and they're doing a musical but i've had to like i get like alerts on my facebook now whenever like someone comments on like pictures from that musical and i go and remove myself from the tag because it's just like i don't i like if i ever reach any level of like minor fame i'm gonna have to get ahead of it (laughs) and just be like guys it was high school theater, and if you were in high school theater, you know you don't turn down yeah, a speaking if, role if, where you get to do your own solo. If you are a white kid that has done high school theater in the last, uh, I don't know, beginning of time, you have yeah. probably been culpable in some kind of horrible stereotype like that. Because, like, I mean, like a lot of the, especially like a lot of like like uh, the classic musicals too that were like came out in the fifties and sixties when that was like in vogue. It's like. Guys, can we literally just, like, cut this shit? Like, nobody wants to do this, and no one wants to have to tackle this issue. It fucking sucks. Just get rid of it altogether. I... And this was 2010. Like, this is not old enough to be a thing where it's like, we didn't know. I was was honestly, when you talked about Thoroughly Modern Millie, the very first thing that came into my head was, oh, so I bet a ton of girls got into a ton of huge fights because I think one of the worst things about doing Thoroughly Modern Millie, especially in high school, is you obviously pick that show because there's one senior girl who's going to go to fucking Michigan or Juilliard or whatever, Carnegie Mellon, and you're going to cast her as Millie, but all the other girls in the theater department are all going to think, I could be cast. It's like, no, they clearly... That is a show you pick for a girl who you want to spotlight. Like, I've never seen that now and happen. It, she, and uh, our Millie was a junior. Oh, snap. Wow. And she deserved, no, it was my friend Taylor. Super, super talented. Like, she was the person well, in our, she was like, in our for, high school. I mean, the show was picked for her, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she was just the person in our high school where it's like, this girl could go off and, like, actually, like, yeah. do something in this. Uh, but, it, but it was that, because it's like, you had, there was a big click of like people all of whom and yeah it's like everyone got to do the tap numbers everyone got to be part of the big numbers but like there's four speaking roles for guys two of which don't speak english and how many like what and then there's what there's one two three there's four speaking roles yeah. for women too it's not oh, a, five i guess if you encounter what, uh, what a terrible yeah. pick and i feel like so many high schools do it and there's so well, many reasons because, you should like Colin was saying like a lot of people can and it is a big flash musical people like yeah. it it's safe yeah, you know you, we had like 40 kids in that show because you yeah yeah and like we you know he really wanted to do a tap dance musical like that was I, that was yeah. part of the origin he wanted to do a show that would be a good showcase for my friend Taylor uh, and, and you she have really good dancers in your year or something that's also like you know yeah. I mean I think which like we didn't that was the other oh, thing no. is like we were never a dance we were not a dancing school like you know it, it was just a thing of like it was his it was the director's like first tee up right. getting to kind of head that sort of thing and that's what he wanted to do i uh, and the musical turned out like it, it was a good show oh, it's yeah. just now now, now yeah. i have to cringe over it like i they like they would always like put up you would do auditions all week and then they would put up um uh, the cast list at the end of day on Friday, lock the doors to the theater yes. room and sneak out yes. the back so yes. that they didn't get mobbed. Yes. And like I saw it and like I literally 
Like, I think this is like Friday night. I think this is, uh, this is like my own personal Friday night lights episode. Like I literally <laughs> just went to the pool uh, because if you were on a school swim team, you could get into it even like basically if it was open, you could go right. use it even if like it wasn't like public time. And I literally just swam laps processing the emotion because <laughs> I dude, you're an episode of Glee. This is an episode That's of Glee. Dramatic. Dude, I yeah. spent weeks prepping to play Trevor Gray in the third, which is a role where you basically have to sing a song and then you have to keep singing it faster yeah. to the point where you take a song that a verse that like. At the beginning, it's 90 seconds. And then by the end, you have to sing it in 15. Oh. And like, I nailed that shit. Well, yeah, you're a swimmer. You <laughs> and, like, that's you all I that wanted. And my friend Brandon, who joined theater that year, got it because uh, he was taller than me. <laughs> I just read school some... And also was really good. Like, I, I, I like he, he, he knocked it out of the park too, but it was just a thing of like, they're like, well, Brandon's not going to learn Chinese. Colin, we bet you will. <laughs> <laughs> we bet your attention starts <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I literally just went and I, and I, like I swam laps and then I just came out of it and it was just like, all right, you know, I know why they did it. I kind of feel like I've screwed myself over by being too committed yeah. to theater. <laughs> Not the first time. Um, it's a it's a it's uh, so an I'm easy just, hole to yeah. fall into over committing to yeah, theater. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna own it. I'm just gonna own it. Uh, uh, and and I owned it probably too hard. I feel like there's like I remember our school just. Ba- like baffling choices or like things to keep in plays because I remember our school uh, they always did like a Shakespeare play that everyone had to go watch and one year for our predominantly Jewish school did Merchant of Venice hmm. with a nah <laughs> and like the theater teacher because was Shakespeare's not- educational it doesn't have context yeah well and the theater teacher was not Jewish and all of us are sitting there like what the hell is happening here i'm in pain for you that's as you that have, hurts. yeah as, yeah as you have like jewish kids playing shylock wow <laughs> i am yeah. i am an advocate because i in in high school i never did a musical i never ever did i was only in plays and i say every if you are in charge of a high school theater program somewhere do plays like there are tons of ensemble plays that are contemporary and fun it doesn't always have to be musicals and shakespeare like d- fuck it i know we d- dragged him on this goddamn show and then he died the yes. day the show came out but neil simon seriously just great Brighton plays. beach memoirs a uh, brighton beach memoirs what's wrong yep. with brighton beach memoirs you reach Nothing. into his we pocket did, we, we did and plays. you didn't yeah. find any candy because your dad had died i mean come on this is these are classic monologues we love it yeah we did we did plays but like it was always this weird political thing where like after because we would do uh like sarah did you do one act um no no we did not compete in anything and literally we wow. didn't compete because we thought we had an unfair advantage because you literally can't even go to my <laughs> high school without auditioning to be accepted to go to my high school so just so right. you guys, you guys would have crushed it we um oh, no doubt. we had to, we had to do one act because uh we were part of uil yeah, and we're not the, a part of the UIL. administration was basically the administration was basically like well if we can make theater competitive we're gonna do it so we had to do one act every year texas and my school <laughs> had infamously uh like never advanced past uh i think like regional i don't even remember it was like regionals or whatever whatever like the first round is and we were going to advance like the the judge literally told us my senior year we were going to advance but the stage manager didn't call blackout and we went two seconds over and got disqualified oh my fucking god wow this Brutal. is intense. Competitive theater is very is something that's very funny to me god, the idea of it, like, it ruined yeah it's, it was, it's it was so like dumb until we got into it yeah, yeah it it's so unnecessary and like as someone who now is a like who just played sports in high school and is now a competitive maniac i was like i didn't need i didn't need this in my adolescence if we just threw this out and i was chill maybe i wouldn't be on lexapro right now it like like makes sense when you have a class of people who are like seriously pursuing an acting career but of my theater class and we i mean we were like a serious theater class um yeah yeah there's only like a handful of people who are still acting today. Right. Well, also being competitive amongst each other, like that's just your teenager things feel dramatic and like the end of the world. Like you're going to be competitive one-on-one with anybody around you, unfortunately. Right. But if something by nature is not competitive, 
Yeah. Don't make it that way. I mean, this just being like, this was just a Texas thing where it was yeah. like your performance in whatever competitive like thing you were doing dictated how much money you would get the next year. for. The I budget. was just about yeah. to say it's classic Texas public education to right. make it competitive. So that way you can find a quantifiable reason to continue to fund arts and sports yeah. which oh, are just two things that are upsetting time oh we listen. yes yeah. Yeah. of course we um uh yeah and so like my senior year was when we took a musical all the way to international thespian festival and then like which by the, the way i really year, see you as the principal in putnam you said that earlier I, that's exactly it, it right that's good. great yeah, casting I, were, were you there uh, in 2011? No, because, because you might have. Okay. No, I wasn't. My first exposure to Putnam was when I was in Putnam in college and I played uh, Logan, Schwartz and Rubinier, which to this day I think is like my Another signature role. Another great role. Both casting. of you guys Perfect are well cast. Um, I already yeah. knew sign language by the time I was cast this week. So like, I literally came to the audition. So you were already signing, prepped. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah, those are, those are uh, good roles for you guys. And yeah, I, yeah. Putnam you know. is if you Putnam is a musical you do when you have the cast because you either have the cast or you and, don't. Yeah. And I had to like kind of be dragged kicking and screaming into that role because the principal doesn't have any songs. Yes. And I was so mad <laughs> because it was like so first you guys do it like it, it was like this weird thing where it's like I got cast in the Music Man as a sophomore, which like was weird. And then there's like so then after that you make me do you know. The, the Chinese person role, and then I have to do this and get no songs, uh, yeah, which ended up like you, being the best thing I ever did. And then I got, and then we did Into the Woods that same year, and I got to be the baker. So, oh, that's a it all made it up to you. Into the Woods, that's another high school theater trap where it's like, are you sure you're oh. going to take this on? Oh, that's we did insane. the whole thing. And it was, it, it was like the opposite of uh, what happened with Millie because there's no ensemble in Into the right. Woods. Yeah. So it's like 12 kids. So, at, we went from like having 40 kids in a musical to 12 parents were not happy also from what i understand those songs are really and like what i've heard those songs are very hard to um, say if you're doing into the woods yeah. truly um the we did wolf has did you have the penis on the wolf for hello little no. girl we did not yeah no i didn't think so because you know the original yeah. broadway production has like that's like the gist of it it's like the werewolf it where we're implying the wolf is going to rape Little Red Riding oh. Hood in this twisted version, and high school. So casting like, Johnny Depp in the movie makes more sense now. Oh <laughs> I think there's a junior version of Into the Woods, but at that point, I'm just like, hey guys, cut it. Do Godsey's yeah. dog or something. Like yeah. do a play, just do a play. Uh, Godsey's dog is upsetting. <laughs> Oh, but that's oh, a classic. I, that high that was my theater. go-to monologue to yeah. audition for everything. Classic. The one acting class. So, uh, not the one. I had to in college, uh, since I was a film. Um, in writing major, like they, I had to Same. start taking, yeah, I had to start doing acting classes then. And, uh, I, I remember the acting class, we, we walk in and this happened to me, like the two acting classes I had to take that I had the same teacher and they walked in and they're like, I'm going to give you your monologues third week of class. Cause I want to get to know you guys and like, think of like who you are as people and then, and then give you monologues. And <laughs> I, every time got very dark characters uh so in dogs i got a monologue from dogsy's god the whatever version of lucy where she's talking where yes. she's in the asylum right. talking about setting the girl's hair on fire and i, yeah. was like, I love lithium right and talking about how she loves lithium and yeah uh yeah and i was like this is so you hung out with me or like got to know me over three weeks and you were like <laughs> she sets people's hair on fire for sure that's or like there's, there's always like one or two girls in yeah, high no, school. She thought and... you just had like a yeah. manic zany energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel for the girls in high school and college who always get cast in roles of like provocative women, sex workers, yeah. you know, bombshells. Like, dude, what what's the comment you're making that you keep casting this woman in the in this young girl, this teenage yeah. girl in these kind of roles, season after season? Yeah, it's always the same handful of people that have those like charactery. You get bits, typecast. But... Honestly, typecasting is a big issue in educational theater communities. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I can I, imagine because it's not appropriate to typecast sixteen-year-olds. Yeah. No. Also, somebody yeah, has yeah. to play the They're old not character. Even well, it's <laughs> also just like there are just some shows like just don't do them. Like there was. Yeah. There was like this, inf like it was this like myth, uh, like this mythic production of 
that like we didn't do, but like we all knew about this school in Houston that tried to put on rent and like oh. the, t- the, the director got fired as they should have been. Cause you tried to do rent Whoa. as a high school production. I, I kind of feel like whenever they release the rights and high schools are allowed to do Hamilton, I'm going to like I go on a cross country. I'm going to, I'm going to like oh, find God. the high school and just go just, <laughs> I just want, out you of know what, You're right. I, I want to see Hamilton Jr. I do want to see Hamilton yeah. Jr. No, I, I think the right thing to do is go and like burn the auditorium to the ground. So they just have to but, like, like it's going no, no, to happen. Bridget, you, know? you don't quite understand the, the experience of going to an educational theater. Pro- Cause I think I've talked about this in the show yeah. before that like my senior year, we would go to other high school productions and like, really just be bitches about it. Like, really just be bitches about, like, true. we saw, oh my God, the number of shows I saw with my, we would literally make notes on our playbill. Oh, you guys of, are like, the worst. talking points. Amazing. Of course, are you fucking kidding me? We're oh, and you, God. And us jocks get the bad rap. the exception to the rule, you're out of your mind, okay? This I, is what yeah. everybody's doing. And um, jocks are the assholes. We would do, you would do showcases for one act where, like, one school would host and all of the schools that we were going to be competing against would come and, like, workshop their play. And it was kind of this weird thing where it's like, I guess we're going to, you're going to show your cards. And, like, there was only one year where we got to be like that, where it's like, oh, yeah, we've got this shit in the back against those guys. I, I think I talked about this on the show before, but the minute that I kind of, like, realized, like, you know what, me being a theater snob is actually not productive and fucking sucks, it was, like, the beginning of my senior year, we went to see another high school in the suburbs who was doing a show we had done the season prior, and after the show... um, I think somebody knew the director of this production. That's part of the reason why we were there. We said, hi, we introduced ourselves. And she was like, oh, you guys go to HSPBA. You did this show um, last fall. And we were like, oh, yeah, 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 we did. And she goes, so what did you think of this one? Like in a sad, oh. defeated, like, so did you, well, did you guys like? And I was like, lady, you're a full-grown woman. Our mm. opinion as high school seniors should not count and should not matter and like it, this. And it will destroy you. Like, and it will destroy you because we have oh, nothing nice to say about it. But we were, you know, we were me? like, it was good. It was wonderful. It was nice to see it. Like, we didn't get a chance to see it. So it's nice to see it now. But we got in the car. And we were like, I don't know if we could keep doing this, man. I feel really bad now. I, yeah, maybe I'm, uh, I, 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 I 100% am, but I'm oversimplifying it. Seeing, like, I think maybe the difference between, like, I don't know, the jock mentality and then the theater kid mentality is you guys, like, while you're doing your activity, are built up and been like, you guys yeah, are great. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. You deserve it. And then what happens to, like, us is, like, we're told we're shit and need to get better and yelled at. And again, I was uh, on swim team, so I got the best of both worlds. Yeah. So, so you just have no self-esteem at all. You just, like, completely <laughs> void of self-esteem. Yeah. At this point, yeah. I, I, I've... I went to an open mic uh, like a year and a half ago in what I call like the darkest point of my adult life. Like it was literally, <laughs> I was so depressed. There are dark places. And I felt yeah. so like non-existent that it was like, I literally just need to go do this to try. Like it wasn't even like I was connecting it to high school theater, but it was like, I just want to do this thing to prove I am not a worthless piece of garbage. Like if sure. I can do this and I can make one person who doesn't know me outside of this chuckle, then like that's enough to keep going. Yeah. So I went to a, I went to a basement places. of a wine bar in Atwater Village and did a type yep. five, and then I left and didn't talk to anybody. Yeah, open mics yeah. are, are are and have never places. done it since. They're so necessary I guess I'm doing okay. evils. Yeah, they're they're necessary uh, evils if you're it's an aspiring stand up. Right. If you're yeah. an aspiring stand up, you gotta hit those mics. They're they're part of it, but uh, you see some shit there. I'm. You gotta eat shit. As the I'm not an aspiring stand up, but I do this thing where I'll be listening to podcasts in my car and start riffing with the people on the <laughs> podcast as if I'm there. And eventually, <laughs> I just I had done it enough where it's like I feel like I actually have enough to like give it a go if I wanted to. <laughs> Well, I, d- I don't, and I won't, and I shouldn't, but it hey. it was just weird. Hey, yeah. don't say that, because you're on ours, and it was a delight talking to you. Oh, thank you. And this was this was great. This was yeah. fun to get into. Yeah. Revisiting no, some they, fond memories. Yeah. <laughs> and some not-so-fond ones. And yeah. I, did have, I did have a lot of fun doing theater yeah. in high school, and I will I, say, on a because on a, I've been shitting on theater kids, on a defense of theater kids... 
Would you rather have actors and actresses get all their bitchy, snotty, entitled oh. attitude out as their teenagers? Oh, get it out. Or would out. you rather that come to fruition later when they're actually professionals? Exactly. Get it yeah, out. That's I wouldn't change anything about like me in high school in theater other than you know the uh, the yellow face bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was yeah, not. It was not yellow face. It was just. It, it was close enough that. I will have to. Yeah, it was in. It should have done. But yeah, no. It's like Look. I wouldn't not do it. Like I remember. Um, there's like a joke in the 21 Jump Street movie where Channing Tatum's like, all these kids have like good self-esteem and must be because of Glee. Fuck Glee. And yeah. like the the whole crowd in the theater that I was seeing it with like cheered and clapped. And I was kind of like, you guys don't get a shit on Glee because you haven't like been in the, like, I'm a fan You've of been Glee. been in the shit. Yeah, I'm a fan of yeah. Glee. I can say fuck Glee. You're, yeah. just, you're just saying it because, I don't know, you don't like singing or dancing. Yeah, because you have no soul. All right. Exactly. Yeah. Glee right. was good. <laughs> was it? And yes, I know. Glee was good. Yes. Ultimately, Glee was good. We learned a I lot mean, from Glee. Yeah. It was exactly what you think it was, but there were good songs. Some of those songs are bangers. Yeah. Some of them are bangers. I fell off like as soon as I got to college, my interest in Glee just evaporated. Oh, absolutely. As yeah. soon as I, I could you, not relate. Inter- International to them. Thespian Festival. Once I saw Glee with my own eyes, I was like, yeah. I, I didn't realize this was literal. Yeah, Glee and also literal. culturally, it went too far. We went too far with acapella those those Woo. couple of years. I but, think, uh, yeah, just thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan, for trying. Yeah, <laughs> but we're good. <gonna, laughs> but know what? You guys got your justice. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, what What's you, I mean? It it is going to come back in some fashion within the next couple of Ryan years. Ryan Murphy's right? threatening. I He's know. Threatening. Like no oh boy. They'll bring back everyone except for Diana Agron and obviously, uh, yeah, Mark's the other yeah. guys. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, hey, oh my god! I'll be if there I'm ca- if I'm cast on Glee. Oh my god! I, you you guys. should. Oh, <laughs> there was. Um, oh my god. Sarah, like, can we audition together and compete with each other? That was a thing on... they did uh, in the first season where you could audit, like it was an open call audition oh, for I Glee remember. where you recorded really yourself that. and you had to yes. upload it to MySpace. This is 2010. MySpace is like right. a barren wasteland. So we were all reactivating our defunct MySpace pages so that we could post ourselves singing Glee songs for a chance to be on Glee. Oh my oh God! I'm what did you guys say? A YouTube video of myself today singing "I'm Not Afraid from Anything" from "Songs for a New World" by Jason Robert Brown. And I am gonna be on Glee 2.0. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I can't. Well, everybody, we all can't wait for this. For hashtag Griffith on Glee. Spread the word. <laughs> Griffith on Glee. <laughs> we can do it. I have full faith that uh, this can happen. I'm not. Yeah, Colin, yeah. I also. Yeah, I believe you guys can get on Glee and. Oh, I don't want to be on Glee. I don't want to see how the song. <laughs> we're like, gonna, we're no. gonna we're gonna dig up some stuff from you, Colin. Some YouTube clips of you doing high school theater, and we'll. Send oh, I can, them You don't need to dig behalf. them up. I can give them to you. <laughs> we'll get you on Glee. Okay. We'll get- yes. Uh, but yeah, again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, what, what do you got going on? Tell people where they can find you. Um, uh, I, I think like every episode of Ben 10 is available to watch on the Cartoon Network website. Uh, so if you are six or if you like Ben 10, check that out. Uh, and, uh, I wrote for a show called Power Players that I think is on Netflix now. So, uh, again, uh, it is for small children, but small children need TV too, so... They do. Those are my plugs. Exactly. Other than that, uh, your Twitter uh, account? You know, Twitter account is uh, this effing nerd, uh, which I probably should change to be. You just find Colin McLaughlin plus Joker. I uh, I got I, <laughs> yeah, st- I stepped in into it with Joker Twitter recently. So if you just go search for those three words, you'll find me. Uh, <laughs> assuming you're in the by the time this episode has come out. That's true. I mean, you know, it's just like, you, you know, we live in a society, and it's coming for me. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it is. Well, yeah, definitely check out all those stuff and follow Colin's work. And uh, you know where to find us on Twitter by now, I would hope. At 
Rough Stuff Pod. That's us across the board, Instagram and Facebook. If you're still, if your parents are on that, they can follow us there. <laughs> Along with our parents. And uh, as always, our uh, Gmail and DMs are open. If any of you guys want to submit your embarrassing stories, we always take them and collect them for our next uh, mail-in episode. Mm-hmm. So if, if one of your memories came screaming back to you at 3 a.m. in the middle of the night. Let us know about it. And we'll we'll make We're here for you. you. 24 We're hours, here. 365. We're here. Yep. All right. Uh, thank you, guys. Griffith on Glee. Bye. Griffith on Glee. Hashtag Griffith on Glee. This has been a small beans endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at patreon.com slash smallbeans. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash small beans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the small beans grow into huge giant monster beans. If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you. <laughs>